name of God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's be seated. Merry Christmas. I'm very grateful to be gathered together on this evening where we proclaim God's love being made manifest in this world. I'm not sure anything could be more important or beautiful. And I want to share with you a truth that you probably already know. This God thing doesn't make much sense. Let's take today for example. Um, it's really cold outside. Like so cold that there's a pipe burst right underneath uh, the altar and a beautiful ice waterfall um, outside the church offices. It's that cold. It would make a lot more sense to stay inside, to light a fire, to make a warm cup of coffee or tea. And yet we bravely gather in a dimly lit sanctuary in the middle of Cahaba Heights on a bitterly cold Saturday night. Or if you're tuning in on Facebook or YouTube, I mean, there's a thousand different choices of beautiful and exciting Hollywood-made dramas and comedies packed with incredible cinematography, and you're watching three cameras that don't even really move. here to listen to a story that has been told on this day for almost 2,000 years. It's not logical. And God is not logical. God's love is not logical. And well, we moderately predictable creatures aren't that logical either. It's part of the great paradox of this world. Our illogical behavior can create both pain and suffering and yet beauty and joy and hope. It can bring us to light a candle on Christmas Eve and find our lives strengthened, warmed, emboldened even, because that light reminds us of something brighter. One of the things that I love about our community of faith are the Implicit rituals that become more than expected and are so loved and cherished. The, the chrismon tree that's out in the narthex that my family takes a picture by every year. The lighting of candles on this night. The other days in this church at least are the trunk or treat or blessing of the pets or the choir's gift of lessons and carols that was a few weeks ago or the rambunctious pancake supper on Shrove Tuesday these things that we look to every single year. Some of the music that we sing elicits that same response. Um, I've come to, to look forward to the canticle of the turning that we sing at the Advent Lessons and Carols. And I love every Easter Sunday leaving here with Handel's Messiah. Silent night, but we'll sing in a little bit. And then I realized a few nights ago there's a new one at St. Stephen's that I've heard every single year. A piece called I Choose Love by Mark Miller and Lindy Thompson that we've sung at least once every year since I've been here at least. And we sung it on Wednesday night in this very space. 
I Choose Love was written in, in 2015 following the tragic events at Mother Emanuel Church in Charleston, South Carolina. And I, in this past week, it began with, with Jalen singing a solo, and then the choir, as it fully reached the, the sound and the space, the words just washed over everyone in the nave. Just so incredibly beautiful. I want you to listen. In the midst of pain, I choose love. Sorrow following, following down like rain, I await the sun again. I choose love. In the midst of war, I choose peace. Hate and anger keeping score. I will seek the good once more. I choose peace. When my, words fall, when my world falls down, I will rise. Expec explanations can't be found. I will climb to holy ground. I will rise. I choose love. I choose love. I choose love. These words mean a little bit more this Christmas than last. I mean, it's a completely illogical response to pain or loss or violence. Those are the explanations that can't be found. I mean, justice sounds a lot better, doesn't it? certainly sounds more rational. I mean, can't we make everything even and fair and just and logical in this world when wrong's been done? I think we expect the same thing from God. But then we catch a glimmer of profound grace and choosing love starts to make sense. But it's only through the profoundness of God's love in grace that that story works. It shouldn't. God isn't logical. I mean, 2,000 years ago, think about the, the reason that we're here. The answer to the brokenness of the world, of overwhelming sin that showed up to be a regular life in our relationships with each other, the answer was a child born of a poor Jewish couple in a small town under Roman occupation in Bethlehem. I mean, you would imagine the, greatest, the world's greatest gift to ever be given would enter this world in a joyful way. It does, but through a poor couple that is headed from the countryside to be counted. And we're told in Luke's account that, that Jesus is good news for all the people, a Savior, a Messiah, the answer for humanity coming to be with us. And the world has no place but a barn. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. As our pageant this afternoon reminded us, alongside sheeps and cattle, we had a, a little cow that mooed the most of the service earlier. <laughs> Even a donkey. God came into this world and ended up in a barn. I mean, God had to know, right? Like, that's, that's the big question. He had to know what was going to happen. He loved us so much, he came to be with us. Not in a palace. Not moving strings from above. But to be with people that were hurting. That were marginalized. That were lonely. They were experiencing pain and suffering. And it was so beautiful that the heavens opened up 
in this heavenly host proclaim as we hear today glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. And the world was changed. So this Christmas, I'm inviting you to abandon logic, to throw it out the window, to choose love, to choose to lavishly give gifts to the people that you care about with no expectations in return, to choose forgiveness, to choose peace, to choose love. I know it doesn't make any sense until you know the gift of Christmas. Because God abandoned logic in a world of pain and suffering. He sent a small child to lead us in a world of palaces and kings, born in a barn. In a world with pain, he chose to enter and dwell in it and experience it all. In a world with sin, he chose forgiveness and grace. And it's the greatest gift we could ever be given. Friends, Merry Christmas. For this Christmas, God has chosen love. May we share in the giving of the gift of love, too. Amen. Amen.